everyone. This is a Sound Health radio show with Richard Talk to Me Guy. And Sherry Edwards is off working on the soundhealthportal.com, which I highly recommend checking out. You can also find videos, uh, video demos of Sherry doing workups on the Sound Health Portal at soundhealthoptions.com. Click on media, or pardon me, in the news, and click uh, there, and you'll see a number of videos, demonstrations where she's working on the Sound Health Portal. And you can go to the soundhealthportal.com, look at the scroll down and look at the campaigns, and those are free, such as bio diet or neuroplasticity or corona conflict or PTSD. And choose any one of those or others because they change them, rotate them through. And you can sign up for a free review of the whole profile. You do the system will walk you through, once you choose your campaign, the system will walk you through to two 45-second recordings, which you'll submit with the campaign of your choice, and you'll get back a boatload of information on an imbalance or a possible thing that isn't your, like, why, why do I feel this way or what's going on? The report is loaded with information. It was like running the neuroplasticity report which has to do with how the brain works and fires and interactions. And you can see things that are high or low, and both of those can be conditions where you have something in your system that will make the system work better but not being assimilated, or you don't have enough, or just all sorts of great indicators. And I suggest when you get the report, you'll get it in an email in somewhere between two and I don't think I've ever waited more than 10 hours with uh, the report and you can sit down with a cup of tea and review it. And then if you have a healthcare practitioner that you think would be interested in that information, you can sit down with them and talk about it and look at things that you can do to bring those up or bring them down or get them in balance or work on or Maybe you don't have enough hydrochloric acid in your diet. And you need, you know, there's all just some things. It doesn't always take a major rework. The body is so complex, not unlike the universe. We'll get to that, that there are all sorts of possibilities, and it's a great way to get some information, soundhealthportal.com. And we now on uh, soundhealthoptions.com at radio and then Sound Health Radio, you can go there and you'll see the ad or the flyer for this show, and you'll also see at the top, you'll see both the link for Stitcher app or my favorite Pocket Cast. And you can click on either of those and it'll take you to a page with this show at the top and you'll be able to replay it. And with both of those, it's easy to share either dots or maybe the hamburger, which is the three lines stacked together. And you can click on that and share the show. And this is one of those shows you're possibly going to want to re-listen to because we're talking about the quant field. And boy, is that big. And it's just, it's, there's a lot of information before here. We've talked to Pam before. I've interviewed Pam a number of times. And I'm a fan of the quantum field and making this. And this is going to be a, Pam and I always have fun together. And you can go there, again, to soundhealth.com, click on radio, and click on Sound Health Radio. And you'll see a link there right at the top, and or either Stitcher or Pocket Cast. You can also go to iTunes or any of your podcast aggregators. I think on the iOS system, you can pull up the podcast app and search for Sound Health Radio, and you'll find shows there in any of the other podcast aggregators. With that, Pam Osley is an author, consultant, radio host, professional psychic intuitive, and aura expert. She has written four successful and popular books, Life Colors, Love Colors, Infinite You, and Make Your Dreams Come True. Pam has a very extensive clientele, including many celebrities. She has spoken at the TEDx Talk 2012, the International Forum on New Science, New Science, Fortune 500 companies, and many seminars for professionals in the psychology, education, health fields, and more. She was awarded the Holistic Transformational Leader of the Year Award in 2014 by the Global Association of Holistic Psychotherapy and Coaching. 
Pam is the founder of AuraColors.com, a site designed to help you create love, joy, and fulfillment in every area of your life. She also developed LoveColors.com. This site is designed to help you find love and friendships by matching you with people you who have compatible aura colors. And joins us to review our quantum field choices. Welcome, Pam. Hi, Richard. How are you? So <laughs> 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 uh, we won't oh, have time for that conversation, do we? <laughs> no, that's. I'd have to lay down on a kitchen, maybe. You know, it'd be a long conversation. Um, I'm great. And yourself? <laughs> I've heard that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Tell your friends. Um, I'm going to start out, a, you know, I can't help myself but ask you a slightly quick question. Is, is time only an agreement we all have so we can show up for our Zoom meetings at a degree upon moment, in your opinion? <laughs> My understanding is that time and space are both root assumptions. So basically when we came to this realm, this three-dimensional version of reality, um, we agreed that time was going to be one of the root assumptions that we made so we could all interact here. Yes. Does it exist in places? Does it exist in the quantum field? I don't believe it does. (laughs) So... That's my sense. Of you mean there's not, there's not a guy in a suit sort of the matter somewhere in a suit at the big desk overviewing the quantum field going, you're not on time, young man. You're out. <laughs> it's actually a white rabbit with a pocket watch running around. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so is the – so if I think about it as sort of an animated way, is the quantum field a grab bag of sorts? And we're merely to decide where we are reaching. Um, a graphic. That's a really interesting. Boy, you always have interesting things to say, don't you, Richard? My understanding <laughs> of the quantum field is that it is um, it's the void or the energy. It's a field of all energy and consciousness. And we get to, that's where we create. It's the unseen. So our thoughts are like seeds. We plant those seeds in the quantum field. Um, we design we design our lives with our thoughts, our beliefs, and our emotions in the quantum field, which is the unseen field of energy and consciousness. And then we bring it with our focus. We bring it into, quote unquote, the physical realm so that we can experience it on a physical plane. Huh. Hmm. And... <laughs> No, no, I, well, I'm, it's a visual thing for me. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump slightly here because I want to, because I think that I think a lot of times when you talk with people about the quantum field, you and I have talked about quite a bit, is that it seems it, it's overwhelming because it's infinite. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, when I think about, for instance, that Deepak Chopra estimates that we have 1,000 thoughts a day. Now, if we actually, <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> to add to that, the eighty thousand and one thoughts a day. Um, that seems to me to be overwhelming. The idea that that's a huge amount of of quanta, you know, possible if I if equivocate to quantum field. That also is a huge amount of things. Mm-hmm. And, and another piece that I would add to that is is I'm standing here talking to you. My body is doing a couple. I don't know how many thousands of things at once. I mean, I'm standing here. That in itself is like, wow, that's a lot to do. But I'm not thinking about mm-hmm. it. It's happening in the field. And the same thing, uh, I'm having thoughts, and somehow those thoughts are coming out of my mouth. I'm making sounds that you're hearing. So there's a lot of going. We seem overwhelmed by the quantum field, except that we get up every day and talk and chat and have a cup of coffee and make phone calls and talk on our flat phones. So I'm really um, just trying to get the, the visual of, you know, we are a miracle of sorts, and so is the quantum field. Um, right. It's all energy. I mean, you know, quantum physicists have discovered that there's no, that there's no matter. There's nothing solid to matter. My version of the quantum field is it's a gigantic – I have fun with it. It's a gigantic energetic playground. <laughs> so I don't get overwhelmed with it. I get excited going – Wow, we are unlimited beings, infinite beings. We have infinite 
our ways of expressing ourselves, an infinite number of ways that we could create, we're creators. So to me, my version of it is that it's a playground, an energetic playground, and our consciousness creates um, our experiences, our quote-unquote reality, and I keep putting reality in quotes because what we think of reality is basically, I don't know, all the mystics have said it's like a giant dream. We're making it up. We're having fun. It seems real, but it has to seem real. Otherwise, we don't get the juice out of it. You don't want to go to a movie or watch a TV show and and um, know that it's just a show and you don't get the full experience if you go to a movie. You want to have the full experience, the the feelings, the excitement, the adrenaline rush or the emotions, whatever. So in the quantum field, when we create this physical experience, we want to be fully immersed in it so we can have the full idea. What I've just, what I realize, and a lot of mystics have said similar, we've, we've gotten caught in it. We've forgotten that we're creating it. We think we're this, 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 physical experience is real and we think it's the only thing and we think it's our only version. So funny, Richard, we can change. We know we can change the channels on the TV. We start watching a show. We don't like, we just change the channel or you're, you know, looking at something online. You don't like that website. You change to another website. We know how to change channels in our technology, but we don't realize we can do the same thing with our consciousness, which then it shifts completely shifts our reality. Sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's very dramatic. And, you know, when, when you said that Deepak says, you know, we've got whatever you said, 80,000 or 800,000 thoughts a day, most of them are the same thought. <laughs> we're not, we're not real um, uh, variety. It's not like 80,000 different thoughts. They tend to <laughs> recycle and be the same thoughts day after day after day, which is why we still have the same results in our physical experience day after day after day, we're having the same thoughts and therefore creating the same experience. So the, the visual to me, and from this is recent because I just rewatched the minority report with Tom Cruise, which has creepy <laughs> undertones. Let me get that out of the way. It has creepy undertones. Okay. <laughs> I can't argue that point. Creepy undertones. That's a whole nother show. However, when he's standing at the screens, he put on his special clothes and he's swiping through the potential futures. They don't express it that way, but that's what he's doing. He's looking for the right point that lights up, which is never really explained why it lights up, but it does. There's some point at which they're targeting toward. So he's sliding through the screen, looking through the quantum field. And then he goes, oh, that's the one we want to go toward. And then they get in their jetpacks. They have jetpacks. We still don't. They have jetpacks and go off, go to that choice point because they're trying to prevent an incident from occurring. So it's interesting. I like watching that a few years to, because I think it's a really good visual. Like, Oh, that's them looking through the quantum field and they're picking that moment. And there it is. And they're going, they want to go back before the moment to stop the incident. And I think it's just a really interesting visual. Are you familiar with that film? Um, I saw it once a long time ago. I don't, I remember the swiping and, going to find right. people that were bad people and catch before they did bad things. But that's about right. all I remember about the movie. Okay. <clears throat> I recommend watching it every once in a while because it is, again, set aside creepy undertone, but the <laughs> overall visual, it holds up really well in terms of looking at what you're talking about, at least visually for me, because that's really what mm-hmm. they're doing is swiping through looking for the point and then going in their case, as I say, going back a little further, just a moment before but it really is about finding the point. And how did you, I guess I'll jump to this. It, it was Italy, but I have to ask. So tell the story about your musician boyfriend. Was that one of your, was that one of your early experiences of really engaging in the quantum field? Um, it was my earliest experience of, I call it parallel universes, <clears throat> which is all similar. It's, it's just uh, semantics. Um, so basically, it's an unlimited field of quantum energy. We can create anything we want. Now, what physics is, quantum physics is, dis- is describing it as is parallel universes. And I learned about parallel universes. I can tell you that story, yes, with uh, this guy that I was totally in love with. And I went, okay, if parallel, let me explain to people what parallel universes are, just in case this sure. is the first time we've <laughs> heard of that. Um, <clears throat> I like to use the analogy of 
radio stations or radio waves. So right now, in the room you're in right now, there's at least five to ten radio stations broadcasting, and those radio waves are around you, all around you, but you're not aware of it because you're not tuned into it. Now, if you were to go over to your radio and turn it on, I use this analogy, excuse me, to 99.9, you're going to hear the talk, the music, the program that's coming out of that. So that becomes your reality. It's all around you. Now you're tuned into that frequency because that's what energy is. It's vibrating different frequencies. So that becomes your reality. Now, if you, if you change it to 101.7, now you've got a different frequency, a different station's going to come through. You're going to hear the music and the talk and that program. And that becomes your reality. Now, 99.9 is still around you. It's right there, but you're not aware of it because you're not tuned into it. You're not connected or aligned with that frequency. So that to me is the easiest way to understand parallel universes. So what quantum physicists are saying is you have an infinite number of you all around you. And every time, every time you make a choice from one to the other, let's say you decided to wear jeans today um, instead of a pair of white shorts. Well, there's one you that is going on having a whole life in blue jeans and another you that's having a whole life in white shorts. Now, those are small choices. So they're very, it's, you know, they're indistinguishable. So you wouldn't know that you had a different life going on. However, there's probably a you that is married to somebody that you met in high school. There's a you that never married at all. There's a you that had four children. There's a you that never had children. So anything you've ever thought about and decided to go down one path instead of the other, both of those you, believe it or not, still exist. So I went, okay, that's the truth. And Richard, I'd like to explain, every time we find out something in, for me, physics, I'm very grounded. I'm not woo-woo, very spiritual. I like to understand why I can do psychic work and remote viewing and see past, present, and future and go outside of time and and. Um, and bend spoons and <laughs> see auras. I like to understand why I can do that. So I studied quantum physics. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so basically, every time we discover something, it gives us more freedom, um, usually. So for example, when they discovered that the world was round instead of flat, hey, that gave us more freedom. When they oh. discovered aerodynamics, which always existed, but we didn't know that as soon as they realized aerodynamics was true, we were able to fly, which gives us more freedom. So we went, okay, they've discovered that parallel universes are real. All right, then somehow I'm going to be able to use that to give myself more freedom. Now, having laid that groundwork, here's my story. Years and years and years ago, I met this guy totally fell head over heels in love with him. Oh my gosh, this is my guy. I need to be with him. I was just, uh, you know, totally in love. Well, he wanted nothing to do with me. A musician with a total fear of, of commitment wasn't attracted to me because I'm blonde and he likes girls with dark hair and like, no, no, never going to happen. Get away from me. He actually, I live in Santa Barbara, West coast. He moved to the East coast to be in a band said, not in love with you, never will be in love with you, leave me alone. So in that parallel universe, and he moved to the East Coast. So in that parallel <laughs> universe, I noticed that my thoughts, my beliefs, and therefore my emotions and feelings, I realized I had a belief that I wasn't lovable, that this amazing guy was never going to be in love with me because I wasn't good enough. A lot of us have that going on. Not good enough and not possible, right? Hold on. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. dry out. Anyway, um, so I had a belief that was low self-worth. So I went, okay, um, I'm going to change my beliefs about things. And if parallel universes are real, I'm going to shift into another parallel universe. And what I know how to do that is you change your thoughts, your beliefs, and that stimulates different emotions in you. So I envisioned opening up this membrane because like you, Richard, I'm very visual. So I imagine parting this membrane and opening it up and going into, I'm going to call it universe number two, parallel universe number two. And I looked around and I went, no, he's still on the East coast. He's with some girl. He likes the band. I would feel guilty, um, you know, getting him to come back to Santa Barbara. He seems so happy. So this is not the universe I'm going to stay in. So we went through another membrane, went into universe number three, same thing. Oh, no, 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 he's happy there. I would feel bad, and it's not a still alignment. 
I'm going to say I, I'm going to call this universe number five. I went into universe number five. And as soon as I walked into that one, Richard, and by the way, I started shifting how I was feeling about myself. I felt that it was okay. I was attractive enough and without sounding arrogant, I, don't, I definitely don't think I'm pretty, but attractive enough that he was in love with me, that I was lovable. Everything was great. I felt different in universe number five. And when I went in there, Richard, I could feel everything. I knew it was real. It felt just as real as universe number one did. I was outside meditating on this when I did this exercise. I felt the grass. I felt the sunshine. And I looked and I saw him um, giving notice to the band, um, breaking up with whatever girl he was seeing at the time with dark hair, deciding he was going to go to Iowa to see his meditating friends, going back to Los Angeles to see his rock and roll friends, and coming back to Santa Barbara, and we were going to be together. And I saw it. I saw it really clearly. I knew it. So I hadn't talked to him. He had been there for two years. I had not spoken to him for two years. And so since I knew that reality was real, it was very real. All these universes are just as real as any of the others. They're all our imagination and our thoughts and beliefs anyway. So I knew that one was real. So I called him up. And why wouldn't I? He's in love with me now. Why wouldn't I call him up? I wasn't stalking. I wasn't trying to um, you know, convince him. I wasn't trying to... Um, um, talk him into being in love with me. I wasn't trying to change him. That was what I would have to do in universe number one because I didn't believe he loved me. In universe number five, we were great. He was already in love with me. He missed me. So I called him up um, two weeks after I'd had that meditation experience. And I went, how's it going? He goes, well, two weeks ago, I gave notice to the band. Um, I stopped seeing this girl that I'd been seeing. She's too young. It wasn't right. I'm going to Iowa. I'm going to Los Angeles, and I'm coming back to Santa Barbara. We have now been hanging out for 37 years. So that Mm -hmm. universe, now here's the cool thing. When people could go, well, maybe he was in love with you anyway. Maybe that was, you know, um, coincidence, whatever it is, right? But watch this. In universe number one, all my girlfriends, all of them, were single. They were complaining about it. I want to get married. I want to have children. There's no good men. Universe number one, when I shifted to universe number five, all my girlfriends were in relationship. They were getting engaged. They were planning children. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Now, this was 30, you know, some years ago. So I wanted to go up to him and go, hey, in this other universe, you're single. You're complaining about it. But look here, you're in love and you got somebody. But I thought at that point they'd think I was crazy because that was way ahead of my time, way ahead of the time that people would understand it. Anyway, so it wasn't just me that changed and the circumstances that changed. Everything around me changed. The people around me were different. So I like watching movies. Excuse me again. I like watching movies like, you know, there's um, Frequency and Sliding Door and Back to the Future. And my my latest um. A favorite one that does parallel universes is Yesterday, the guy that goes into a universe where he's the only one that remembers the Beatles. I love that movie. Oh, but mm-hmm. it's about parallel universes. He went into a different reality. So what I've discovered is that we can, we create other realities by thinking about it. First, we have the thought, the imagination, which is why they all talk about visualization And the law of attraction, you're changing your frequency so that you are literally experiencing a different level, a different frequency. You change the station, you change the frequency, you change your thoughts and the emotions add to the frequency. And so doing that, I've been able to change my life a lot by going into a different parallel universe because I know they're real. There's no um, separation. There's no membranes. There's no walls. Just like there's no walls or solid barriers between one radio station and another, it's just a different frequency. So I've learned how to shift my thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, and it changes my reality. And it's really that simple. And to me, Richard, it makes the universe so much more fun, so much more amazing. Because what physicists are actually saying, Richard, is there's actually a universe that the Germans won World War II. There's a universe where the Bay of Pigs didn't go so well and we blew the, the, the planet up in a nuclear war. <laughs> There's another universe where, you know, it's like all of them exist. Anytime there was a choice to go one path or another, 
if we chose the one to the right, the one to the left still exists. We're just not aligned with it. So I think that's totally cool. And Richard, it makes sense when you realize that we're infinite beings, which is what all the spiritual mystics have been saying. We're infinite. We're spiritual. We're immortal. So, of course, we have infinite choice and we have free will. We have free will. But most of us think that we're trapped in one reality and you don't have any choice or your choices are limited. You've got to deal with physical reality. And I go, what physical reality? Quantum, quantum physics has discovered there's nothing physical about reality at all. It's all vibrating energy and consciousness. So, I don't know. It makes it more exciting to me. And were the Newtonian physics people, I mean, Newton dropped an apple or a rock or something and it fell. (laughs) Because it so demonstrates that kind of thinking. Like, look, this happened. That's physics. And then talk a little bit about the differences between the Newtonian physics and the quantum physics. Because it's hard for me to actually, in a certain way, imagine that they both have physics in the title because Newtonian is so, I dropped a rock kind of thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Um, Newtonian, which is Newton, physics is hundreds of years old, hundreds and hundreds of years old. And we still believe in it. I mean, we don't even, we don't even hold on to our phones that long anymore, right? We're always up, up um, scaling our technology. Quantum physics is a hundred and some years old, 120 years old, whatever. And people are just now starting to understand and use quantum physics. Our cell phones, we have most of our technology, if not all of our technology, because of quantum physics. So as an example, I can talk into my cell phone. I'm so sorry, Richard. My voice is really shot Uh today. Um, I'll change the reality. Don't worry. So I can talk into my cell phone. It's, it's frequency, it's waves of information. It can travel across, supposedly travel across the atmosphere, cell tower to cell tower to cell tower, and show up in my sister's phone all the way in Europe. It's my voice. All it was was waves of information, bits of information. How did it know that that's how my voice was going to sound? How did it know to go into her phone because we set to the same frequency? That's quantum. It's like it's energy. It's bits of information. It's waves of information going through the air. Um, virtual reality, same thing. Television. Look at, we can look at TV and we think that we're looking at people on the TV screen. Those are people. They're not real people. They're blinking lights, blinking off and on, right? But they look like people to us, but they're just blinking lights off and on. It's like, but we think it's a, it's a person. So Newtonian physics basically says that the universe is just mechanistic cause and effect deterioration, you know, the, the forces, uh, the five forces basically, and it's just a machine and that it deteriorates, it rusts out, it falls apart, it, it dies, whatever. In quantum physics, they're saying it's all energy. It's energy. It's not mechanical. It's not solid. It's energy and consciousness. That's why I like Heisenberg and Schrodinger and all of them basically said consciousness plays a we can't even, they can't even um, measure an objective reality in quantum physics because they said the observer actually influences, they're going to discover that the observer actually creates the reality. But they couldn't do any um, experiments with quantum physics. They couldn't do any experiments um, to prove an objective reality because the observer, whoever was doing the experiment, always played a role. Their consciousness affected the outcome of the experiment. So it, and basically time and cause and effect is even, you know, it's like if there's no such thing as time, what's causing what? You know, when they say in, in Newtonian physics, they think that our consciousness is generated from the brain. Of course, they, you have yet to prove that but they say that consciousness is created from the brain. Well, I know that's beyond the brain, non-local mind, because I can do remote viewing and I can see past, present, and future. So I go way beyond my brain, way outside of it. That's the equivalent of watching TV and thinking that the shows that you're watching are created in the television set. I mean, you can see it lighting up just like you can the brain. You can see all the circuits, you know, firing just like they do in the brain. 
but those shows are not generated in your TV set. The waves are in the atmosphere. They're all over the place. And your TV is just the focus, focusing mechanism. Same with the brain. It's just the focus, focusing, <laughs> let me see if I can talk today, focusing hmm. mechanism. But it didn't generate the thoughts. You're greater than that. You're this infinite being that uses your brain and your body, supposedly physical, which it's not, as a as a, a vehicle to have your physical experiences. We're not limited to the physical body. So you see, there's a huge difference between Newtonian physics, which is mechanical, and um, um, quantum physics, which is basically energy and consciousness. And because you mentioned it for just a snippet of it in there, would you talk just for a moment about the double slit experiment? Because I think that's a really important tool for that's us to it, have in yeah. our quiver. <laughs> That's where they discovered um, the parallel universe concept. So briefly, and probably your listeners already know about it, but here's the double slit experiment. Um, They were trying to, you know, they were experimenting with photons of light and they um, had a, I don't know what it is, some sort of light (laughs) gun or whatever, shooting out one photon of light at a time against a screen. They put a slit in it and then had a partition, had a wall on the other side of the partition of the screen. And so they'd shoot one photon of light at a time through that slit. And of course, on the other side of the wall, as, as each photon went through, it created a line on the opposite side of the wall past the partition. So of course, that's to be expected. If you start shooting light through there, through that slit, you're going to see a slit of light on the wall. So then what they did is they opened that they put two slits in this partition. And by the way, people can go to YouTube and go to Dr. Quantum double slit experiment and watch a very cool visual about it. It's animated. He makes, he makes a really cool animated video of it. Fred Allen Wolf. It's very cool with Dr. Quantum. Anyway, they put two slits in this partition and sent again, one photon of light through and expecting that one photon would go through the slit on the left, one would go on the right, and then on the opposite wall beyond the partition, you would expect to see two lines of light on there, right? It's not what they saw. They saw what's called the interference pattern, which is basically light, um, dark, light, dark, light, dark, light, dark. It was a pattern, and they went, how is that possible? That showed that the photons, each photon was going through both slits at the same time as a wave. So imagine that that's like water. If you pushed water through both those slits um, on the other side, they would interfere the waves that were created of the water coming through both sides. They would intersect with each other on the waves. The waves go up and then it's a trough and then it goes up and then there's a trough. So they would intersect with each other on the waves and cancel each other out. So then on the on the wall, on the other side of the partition, it was light, dark, light, dark, light, dark. So they went, oh my gosh, it turned into waves. And went, that's why they know that light is both a particle and a wave. So somehow each particle, right before it went through the slit, went into what they call superposition, or it went into a wave and went through both slits at the same time. They went, how is that possible? So this is what they did. They put, they tried to observe it. And they put a measuring camera there to see at what moment um, particles shifted into a wave to go through the partition, both slits. And as soon as they put a measurement there, as soon as they put the camera there or had an observer there, it didn't do it. It didn't go into a wave. It stayed as a particle and went through one slit at a time. And then on the wall, it was only two slits instead of the instead of the um, interference pattern, like what's happening. So then they, then they realized that the observer was actually creating this going from staying as a particle and not going into a wave. So it's like, Oh my gosh, the observer is affecting what's happening here. Now what they thought was that the observer was collapsing. That's why you hear about the wave was collapsing into a particle. And so only one particle was going through. But oh God, I can't remember Rupert's name. One of the physicists went, no, you know what? Even though we think it's only going in one, all those other superposition particles, multi, in other words, the multi 
particles still existed, the observer was only focused on one of the particles. That's what, and so that's what they saw, even though he said that all of those other superposition particles still exist. And so he's the one that theorized, I'm so sorry, I spaced on his name. He's the one that theorized that there are multiverses. And then of course, Stephen Hawking talks about multiverses and, and that's a big thing now with, you know, David Deutsch, they're all talking about the multiverse and parallel universes. And so it was basically, I believe proven, they believe that's proof that light is both a particle and a wave and also superposition and that the observer affects the outcome and that there are parallel universes. All of that with the double slit experiment. Do you know the name of the scientist? I can't remember his name that, that no. said it's not a collapse. Anyway, I want to say Rupert something, but it's out of my head right now. <laughs> I'm in a different reality than I was <laughs> when I read it. Reality. It's over there. That <laughs> right. person's observing the experiment now, waving their hand, going, I'm over here. I, yeah, I can't pull it up at this second. <laughs> yeah, quite um, a few of them. So, and by the way, I if, think this, is, this also um, is why we have feelings of deja vu. Like I've been there before. It's like we're intersecting with another one of our parallel universe selves. Going, wait, I, I recognize this. I created this over in universe number five. And all of a sudden universe number 10 is having a similar experience. We just intersected with our, with our other self, one of our other selves. <laughs> <laughs> it could be confusing. There could be people <laughs> as we speak who just lost that filter. Wait, I'm not there. I'm here. Wait, where's he here? <laughs> Um, well, you know, it sounds like science fiction, but Richard, look at how many things that we used to think was science fiction that are now science fact. Air, air flight, going to the moon, cell phones, sliding doors, automatic doors used to be um, science fiction. Self, all of those, they used to think that was science fiction. It's now science fact. So being able to navigate consciously from one parallel universe to another um, sounds like science fiction, but it's not. It's very grounded. It's physics. And here's the deal. I want people to know this is one of the easiest ways to change your reality because watch in parallel universe number one, in order to be with this guy, I was going to have to do a lot of overcoming the circumstances. I was going to have to change myself. I was going to have to convince him. I was going to have to go after it. I was going to have to, oh my gosh, it was going to be so much work. I was going to have to overcome my childhood beliefs that I was not enough, right? I just dropped it. I walked out of it. I didn't give it attention. I decided not to align with that frequency anymore, not those beliefs. None. I just dropped it almost like dropping an overcoat or dropping, you know, some piece of clothing that I was wearing. And I just shifted, chose universe number five aligned with that, that, that universe, the feelings of it, the thoughts of it, the vision of it, the reality of it. I just went over and aligned with it. It wasn't hard work. It wasn't overcoming. But the reason this is hard for people to grasp sometimes, but once you get it, oh my gosh, it's so fun. It's so much easier. Um, people have overcome cancer, you know, their spontaneous remission. And I believe it's because they went into, they shifted their beliefs and went into a parallel universe. They went into another reality where it didn't exist. Come back from the dead, Anita Morjani, right? Shifted her beliefs, new reality, no cancer within days. Um, anyway, um, the reason this is challenging for people is because we've been trained to think there's only one reality. And I can tell you right now, there's not a single soul on this planet that is experiencing the exact same reality that you are. So right there, that shows that there's not just one reality. But beyond that, we get very attached to our realities and our stories and our dramas and our emotions. We're, we can get very addicted to our emotions. So if we're angry, we just hold on to the anger. If we're depressed, if we're sad, not a judgment, just knowing that if you're at attached to your story or your dramas or proving that you're a victim or proving that you're justified in being angry, whatever it is, you're going to stay stuck in the universe that's running on that track. So if you really want to change, this is about letting go of victimhood completely and, and believing that other things are possible to get out of universe number one or whichever one you're in. You have to be willing to let go of your story, your dramas, the current beliefs that got you there, your emotions, and focus on shift. Change your frequency, shift, 
into a, into another reality. Now watch, if you're listening to some depressing song like, oh, my truck broke down and my dog died and my woman left me, you know, and you don't like that song, you would know to change the station. Go listen to something happier. It doesn't mean that that song doesn't exist. You just don't want to hear it anymore. Go over to something like, you know, happy for no, you know, just happy, happy, happy song or love song or whatever. You will, you know, to change the station that makes you feel different. You can actually do that with your life. I like Richard Bach when he said, argue for your limitations and they're yours. So if you go, I can hear people out there going, no, 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 you don't understand. Mine's really hard. You don't understand what I'm suffering with and where I'm at. And I go, I have compassion for you. I get it. But you're very attached to it. If you want to let go, if you're getting something out of it, go for it. Get the juice, get the full emotions out of it, get the full experience. You're there for a reason. But when you get over it, when you're tired of it, when you're bored of it, or when you're just not happy there anymore, I'm telling you, there is a way to change the channel. You just have to believe it and you've got to put your energy and your focus and your intentions there. And you have to believe in that one even more than the one you're leaving because otherwise you're going to be in, it's kind of like, a long time ago when you could hear pick up two radio stations at the same time and there was static and bleed throughs, you know, the signals or we've got technology to make them cleaner than that, but you'll uh-huh. get bleed through part of the new reality and part of the old and part of the new one and part of the old, you'll be going back and forth between them. So basically Richard, what it takes is full commitment, full commitment to, and I know this is real. I don't expect other people to get it because they haven't had the experience, but I know it's real because I do it. I've done it. I've proven it. People don't have to believe it. They don't have to do it. Just like people don't have to get on an airplane and fly to Europe. They can uh, not go there or they can drive a car and then take a boat, you know, whatever. It's, it's still your choice. I'm just letting people know we have more choices than we thought we did. See how I changed the reality and I'm not choking anymore. Nicely done. An, now, an, audi- an audience ally suggests that the name is Rupert Sheldrake. It's what? Rupert Sheldrake was the. Oh, I had the right name. That's what I was. That I, I started to say that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank um, you. I think and, it's. And I so. Guy. Mm-hmm. And so do. So this is where I think I have to ask about meditation. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like, did you have, before you were able to pick Universe 5 for your boyfriend's happy happy journey with you, did you have to go into a cave and meditate for months at a time? Or <laughs> meditation, you know, many, having sat at the foot of masters and been hit with the, you know, Darsham uh, and the feather, and people can all look up Darsham, and that, and, and having had those experiences, they seem to, they do spend a lot of time in meditation. And do we need to spend a lot of time in meditation to make this happen? I have a theory about what might be beneficial, but is that necessary or can we just, is that another choice point? Yeah, it has everything to do with beliefs. Now I have to, um, this is the way I do it. I went into meditation. I went into a quiet place. It doesn't have to take a long time. My gosh, you can do it in minutes. You know, you can do it in seconds if you get good at it. I go into meditation to go into the quantum field where I know it's all, it's basically just an energy field and I can create any reality that I want there. So I go in there to get quiet, to release the story, to release it. Then I create a new story and then I, best way I can describe it is then I emerge, reemerge into quote unquote physical reality to have a different experience. Now you can do that quickly. You can spend a long time in meditation, just being quiet. I don't think it's about time. And by the way, someone told me, cause they work with whales and dolphins that whales, they get barnacles on them. They go way deep, way, 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 way deep down. And it seems the pressure really deep in the ocean seems to release the barnacles. And I like that image. I go, wow, the whales go dive so deep that the barnacles can't hold on anymore. So they're basically letting go. They're getting rid of the things that are clinging to them. And then they come back up. So, yeah, I go into meditation just to go into that um, the quantum field where all of that is non act. It's not it's not physical reality anymore. It's, It's our physical results. I go in there to basically start from a clean slate. That's how I'm going to say it. I get quiet to go in there, go att- connect with the 
quantum field, which, by the way, we're always connected with, but we don't realize it. So then we're creating unconsciously. So I get quiet. Remember that I'm part of the quantum field and I'm already in it. There's no place to go. It's just shifting my realization, shifting my focus to go, oh, yeah, the quantum field. And I'm creating my life at every second, at every moment, at every breath I'm creating it. So I'm going to go in there and be still and learn to consciously choose what I want to create and then reemerge in my consciousness and start experiencing what I just imagined. Does that make sense? Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yes. And I'm still thinking about the whales going deep enough to make the barnacles <laughs> pop off. Like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. I see that as an animated short because it's such an amazing demonstration of, no, you go to a different dimension and boom, it's gone. That's- yeah. Yeah. So you go into the quantum field, which basically is the unseen world of, of potential. All things are manifest there. Any potential, it's infinite potential in the quantum field. It's the where you can create anything. And then you cr- visualize, create, imagine. It's your beliefs have to be there, too. When people go, well, I imagined... You know, I visualized it, visualized, you know, falling in love. I visualized being married. I visualized being married and I go, okay, but wait, I can hear in their voice that they're still attached to, but it's not here yet. It's not here yet. It's not here yet. And I go, well, now you got this. It's like a, um, a riptide. It looks like the waves are going to the shore, but there's an undercurrent pulling them back out. So they're not getting anywhere. They could be swimming, 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 but they're not going to get to shore because they've got another belief in there that is counter to actually having it. Well, I, I, I visualize myself in love and married, but I don't really believe it's here yet. Or how's it going to happen? And I don't believe I'm lovable or whatever it is that's countering it. So that's why I said you go into the quantum field to let go of all of that and then choose the beliefs. I'm lovable. Um, I'm already, this is, I'm already visualizing and I'm surrounding myself with the energy of being in love, the feeling, the emotions, the present moment. That's why so many mystics talk about, creating from this present moment. This present moment is our point of power. This moment is where we create. And so many people drag the past with them and then they think they're trapped with the past. And so they bring it into the present moment. So of course that's what's going to create in this present moment. Letting go of that and creating differently from this present moment. Does that make sense? Most, Most of us drag our past experiences and therefore our beliefs and our thoughts, because um, like my clients are like, I just want to be married. I want to be married. And I go, okay, stop saying I want to be and imagine yourself already married. <laughs> yeah, but it's not here. How am I going to meet him? It's like, oh my gosh, they're still trapped into the not having it. So they're not going to have it without a lot of work, you know, because they believe right. it's going to time or it may never happen. And in your thousands of hours, I, I imagine actually by now you've been doing this quite a long time that in your tens of thousands of hours of working with clients, do you have a sense of, in reference to the quantum field, why emotions seem to be, are known to be, they are such a sticky point for people getting stuck in not being able to move into a different quantum reality? What is it about the charge of emotion, good, bad, ugly, sad, happy, I mean, so much happy, but just emotions seem to have, and and this, I think, could do a conversation about Bruce Lipton and your conversations with him about, I remember when he talked about, he opened his thinking to realize that when he talked about environmental effects to ourselves, that if every, that I, I had that conversation with him when I interviewed him about Emotions have an effect on us on a cellular level. Our cells are receptor sites. They have little antennas going, oh, what's coming in? And they can receive all sorts of influence, including emotions. So why are emotions so, have such charge to them? Do you have an observation Um, from that? Yeah, well, first of all, our, our thoughts and our beliefs, our beliefs are something we really hold true. You know, it's, it's, it's something that we've ingrained believing that this is, the truth about ourselves and, and reality. So beliefs are really powerful. Then that brings up our thoughts or, you know, our thoughts over and over again, thoughts create our beliefs, right? 
So our thoughts have an electrical charge to it. They, they're actually things. I mean, they can see thoughts, um, you know, electrical charges in our brains even, but thoughts seem to have an, a current to them. Now, those are what stimulate our emotions. If you've got an emotion going on, your emotion didn't cause your thoughts. Your thoughts and beliefs created your emotions. Emotions have an energy to it. There's a frequency. There's an, there's an energy to it. And emotions can get very, like I said earlier, very addictive. Um, when people get very angry, it's really hard for them to let go of anger because it's, it, it's, 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 it's addictive unless you own responsibility and your power over your thoughts, your emotions. So they can be addictive. People get into their dramas. We're very, we're, we're very entertainment um, addicted people. We love creating and we love being entertained. That's why we have like gazillion TV stations and movies and radio things. It's like, and, and sports things to do and play toys We're, we love entertainment. We love playing. We love creating. We're very adventurous little beings. So one of the reasons we're in this physical plane is to experience emotions. So they become addictive and, and Bruce can talk about, and I like Bruce. He's great. He, I've had him on my show a number of times. I love him. Um, it's still the biology part versus it's all just consciousness and energy, just so you know. So when they, they kind of do the, the, the two worlds where it's consciousness and energy, but also it's physical, I go, okay, okay. So they're kind of straddling both worlds. I like to go, I experience myself as physical, but I like to change things from the pure energy and consciousness level because I don't want to be... I don't want to feel like I'm a victim of what's happening in my cells or a victim of my past or my childhood or a victim of anybody else's whatever. So anyway, so right now the belief is that our, that the emotions can affect our cells. They do. I mean, if we're going to talk biology, we know that if we're, if we're angry all the time or stressed out all the time, that's a better example, stress, 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 which is fear, 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 fear. It's going to take a toll on our physical bodies. So fear is also it's emotion, right? It, it creates stress, emotion, anxiety. Um, so yeah, it affects the body, but I'm still going to say you go into that meditative, you go into the quantum field, which again, you could do in a breath, you could do in a couple of seconds to let go of all that, recreate, let go of the addiction of the emotions, which are attached to your story. So one of the things I encourage people to do is, let go of your story. And people don't like that, Richard. They get very, we all do. I mean, I do it too. We get very caught in our movie and our story. And either we don't want to let go of it, but we don't realize that because we've gotten addicted to the drama of it, or um, we think we don't know how to. So go, it's really easy. Let your attention go off of it. Just stop focusing on it. Stop affirming it. Stop talking about it. Stop only believing in that because wherever you put your energy is going to increase and start shifting your energy into a story that you would like to have instead. And if you can't jump from, uh, you know, 88.8 on your radio um, station all the way up to, you know, 107, if you don't think you can make that big a jump in your frequency, then just go up to the next one. And actually, who talks about that? Esther Hicks, um, Abraham talks about, well, just do it in phases then. Go to a new story that you can sort of believe. If you can't go from, I've been single my whole life to I'm happily married, like just in, in a simple meditation, then go to, I've been single my whole life, but I'm also lovable. And the next phase up is I'm lovable and people are attracted to me and I've got people asking me out and I'm happier. And then you can shift it up slowly. You can go up the ladder instead of trying to fly up to the mountain. But it's really that simple. We get addicted to the emotions. We get addicted to our stories. We get we get juice out of the drama. That's why I said earlier, if you get tired of it, you know, when you're ready, put your attention, create a different story. You can hear people going, but it's not real. It's not real. I go, you guys, none of it's real. You're making all of it, <laughs> including the drama. And you've made it very convincing. Otherwise you wouldn't fully immerse yourself in the movie. So you're making all of it up. You might as well make up something that you're happy with and, and see if it works and put your attention there and start shifting your beliefs and thoughts and emotions in alignment with that new story and watch what happens. I've created amazing experiences on this planet. Everything from a magically manifesting a, a trip out of, you know, within days of thinking about having a trip to Brazil, it showed up for free. 
um, wanting to go to Maui, you know, to Hawaii. It's like, bam, it shows up within days for free. And it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I know it's all possible. Do I always remember? No. Do I live it that way all the time? No, but I'm getting way better at it. I've manifested almost everything I have by knowing that I can do it that way. And I can tell you, Richard, the things that I enjoyed the most are the ones that I manifested it that way consciously. The things that I had to work really hard at, I don't even really like them that much. <laughs> it's like, man, I had to work too hard for that one. I'm not excited about that. <laughs> um, do you mind if I do that five levels of manifestation that Deepak talked or Please. do we not have really quick? No, we, we go over, we'll go over a few minutes anyway. So okay, just because I think this is a good example of this. Deepak Chopra talks about these five levels of awareness of, of how we manifest. So really quickly, um, let's say you have the desire for ice cream. And in level one, which is where most of us live, this is the way we think about reality and how it works. Level one, you got to go out, interview for a job, get the job, work at the job. Finally, at the, you know, at the end of the week or the month or whatever, you get your paycheck. You get to go take that paycheck, cash it in, get some change, get some money, go to the, drive to the ice cream store, give them your hard-earned money, and get ice cream. And now you get to eat the ice cream. That's level one thinking. It's very dense. It's very physical, Newtonian physics reality. And that's where people think that's reality. That's the only way it works. That's how you have to do it. It's like, okay, level two. And I can pretty much guarantee all of the, everyone listening has had an experience in level two. Level two is where you have the desire for ice cream. And one of your friends stops by and goes, I was just at the store and I was in your neighborhood and I thought of you and it, Hey, I just bought some ice cream. Do you want, you want to have some ice cream with me? In other words, synchronicity, you want to call it coincidence, fine, but wow, I just had the thought of that and my friend showed up or I was thinking of somebody and they called or so we've all had that experience that's shifting a belief that those things are possible. Level three, you have the desire for ice cream and you go to your freezer and you open it up and it's there and you go, I don't remember buying any ice cream. Matter of fact, I know I didn't go to the store to buy ice cream, but there it is in the freezer. I've had a lot of those experiences and they're very fun. Okay. Um, level four now, I haven't gotten this one yet. I, I do a lot of one, I do a lot of two, and I do occasionally number three, level three. Level four, I haven't manifested well yet, although little hints of it. Level four is you have the desire for ice cream and you open up your hand and it's there. I do that sometimes with money, not with my hand, but my purse. I'll in, imagine a lot of money in my wallet and I'll go to open it up and went, oh, look at that. My $100 bill had babies and there's a whole bunch of them in there now. <laughs> So occasionally I have those experiences. Not very much. That's masters. That's like Christ consciousness. Level five thinking. I think most of us don't want to go there. Some people that are frustrated with this plane right now probably want to do five. But level five we come from. This is where we really exist. So most of us don't want to do level five. And level five is you have the desire for ice cream. And you realize that you and the ice cream are one. It's all just energy. That's like, well, we don't want to do that one because we want to taste the ice cream. <laughs> we want to ride on the carousel. We want to go do sports. We want to walk on the beach. We want to have that physical experience. So at least for me, level five at this point doesn't, exp doesn't interest me except for when I go into the quantum field and I let go of everything and I realize I'm a conscious creator, that there's no such thing as time and space. It's all right here. It's all energy and consciousness, and I can create anything I want. So that's level five for me, and then I come out and experience levels one, two, three, and four. Does that make sense? Like level four. Yes, no, it totally makes sense. I'm with you. I'm not ready for level five. I have a physical body. I want to taste the ice cream. I don't want to go like, oh, I feel ice cream. No, I don't want to feel ice cream. I want to eat ice cream. I want to enjoy yeah. that. I'm in a body for a purpose. Yeah. And sometimes we want level one. Sometimes we want to be able to experience like oh, I made that with my hands. I did that myself. I created that. But I'll tell you, sometimes being able to do levels two and three are so much fun. It's like, look at that. <laughs> ice cream just showed up in my freezer, which literally has happened, by the way. But that's kind of cool. <laughs> I didn't go to the store and buy that, but there it is. That's nice. I'll be working on that for later. <laughs> <laughs> or go to the freeze hot day boy ice cream at sorbet in the freeze yeah there we are <laughs> I, I have somebody in chat who's asking 
on your site, I, I'm betting it's Aura Colors. Mm-hmm. What information or do you have classes on quantum and shifting yeah. AR reality or book? Or, you know, what would you suggest? What is your recommended site and or book of your books that you would suggest people go look okay. into to learn more about Thank this? You. Thank you for asking that. So my website is auracolors.com, A-U-R-A colors.com. You can go there and take the free quiz to find out what your aura colors are and what that says about your, who you are and why you came to the planet and your theme and all that bit. Then you go to the courses and the courses, the one that I basically, well, it's a full workshop that I did. I videotaped the whole thing. It's called quantum, the quantum leap workshop. It's video. And I teach people how to do all this. I teach them how to um, access other lives, how to bend spoons, how to um, see auras, how to basically do parallel universes. I, I do guided meditations in that workshop. So in the course, it's the Quantum Leap course, and it's a video. And you can practice either with friends in it when I do group things or partner things, but most of it is individual. Now, the um, Infinite You course is audio and it's more it's still similar things but in the in the workshop I really go into exercises and a lot more meditations than the infinite you one but both of them discuss these things my book infinite you I wrote all about this so I talk about it so if you want the book instead I recommend infinite you also my book make your dreams come true both of these are on on my website Make your dreams come true. I help people understand or identify. I do a lot of games and processes in that book. Help them understand or realize what some of their limiting beliefs might be. If they don't have every, if you don't have everything you want in your life, guarantee you've got some limiting beliefs in there. If you're happy with them, stick with them. If you're not, um, but you don't know what they are, this book has helps you figure out what they are because I play games to help you realize that they're fun games too and processes. And then I show you how to shift them, how to change to more empowering, positive beliefs and how you can get them to stick. So that's my book, Make Your Dreams Come True. But the discussion we're having today, that and way more is in my book, Infinite You. And if I can find, if I can find before I post this, I will put the link to the show that I did with Pam interviewing her about Infinite You because we talk a lot more about the book. Because mm-hmm. it's a field hobby or lifestyle. I think a lifestyle. Yeah. I think I'm and in that book, I, I, I teach the different um, techniques, and I also discuss the spiritual um, concepts behind it and the quantum physics concepts that underlie this, these abilities as real. We're, yeah, Richard, we're such infinite beings. We've been sold on this belief that we're limited. And I've had experiences, and a lot of people have on this planet, a lot. I'm not the only one. A lot of people are talking to people on the other side, or they have other life memories. I call them other lives as opposed to past lives, because there's no such thing as time over there. So they're all happening at the same time. Um, we're, we're infinite beings and a lot of people are having way outside of the box experiences now. So I'm showing people what's possible, showing them how they can do it themselves. And so that we can have more fun. I'm not into suffering. I'm not into the victim thing. I'm not into suffering. It's like, come on, you guys, let's create it. I find it interesting what we're creating on the planet right now. And I go, well, I think it's to wake us up. <laughs> I think it's to squeeze us. So we start shifting um, and waking up who we are. Cause Obviously, we can't keep doing it the way we're doing it. <laughs> yes. That's a whole other show. I won't start that mm-hmm. now. I have so many questions no. about that. Um, we'll stop now. But this was yeah. really tremendous. I knew it would be great. There's going to be a part two because it's going to be an ongoing conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you so much, Pam. I want people to be happy and fulfilled and, and living their best potential. And there's so many things that people can do that they're not even aware of yet. It just, to me, it makes life more exciting. So thanks for letting us talk about it, Richard. Thank you for letting me talk about it, Richard, since <laughs> I did all the talking. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it was great. It was exactly what I was looking for. Thank you so much. Um, I will say to everybody else, have a great rest of the weekend, which all happening now. Uh, there's your choice. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.